Jackie. Hi, Rosie. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Am, Am I an Asshole? <laughs> <laughs> always laugh after two. It's part of the song. Because um, it's not a song. Because we song. made it up. Mm. But we didn't even intentionally make but it up as theme music. We if, just started singing it. If we've sung it 41 times. It's a song. It's a song. It's a motherfucking um, song. I'm sorry. I think I have breath that smells like bitchin' sauce. This is a. Sponsored by Bitchin' Sauce. Well, if you do, I do, because that sauce is so good. I've been eating it. Anyways, it's called Bitchin' Sauce. You can get it at Whole Foods. Uh, Whole Foods sponsors Am I an Asshole podcast. The podcast where we gut check our asshole tendencies. Yes, we do. And today, I'm really excited. We have on Jana Schmiegelman. Nah, (laughs) it's Jana Schmieding. Schmieding. Mm -hmm. Am I an asshole for being single? So keep on listening for that. And then we also just wanted to do a nice little warm shout out to all of our lady listeners. Oh, my God. Yes. We were just talking about we were, we were both on. Um, we'll give a shout out actually to Steven's podcast mm-hmm. um, called Less Dumb. Yes. It's where he interviews people about topics that he doesn't know much about and gets informed. Yeah. So he had a five episode series um, talking to women about what it's like to be a woman. Um, and then Jackie and I were like, you know, we didn't really get a chance to say how awesome it is to be a woman. Yeah. It was kind of like the plight of being a yeah. woman. And, and we were Which is important to it. talk about. Very important. But we were talking about the fact that there are also really cool parts about being a woman. Yes. And this episode is definitely evidence of that. Like get four women in a room and I feel like it just feels like fucking magic. Like, or get four women in a room with a baby. It just like shit gets taken care of. Get mm-hmm. four women in, room, women in a room when you're planning a party. Like, it's, it, yeah. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. something in the air that happens when you have four women. Like, and there's like always, I mean, sometimes I know that there can be like discourse, but there also is just feels like there's such a collaboration that happens. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. For sure. Also, a couple other things. Yeah. We have more intense orgasms than men. Yeah. And they last longer. I think I have a list. Um, another thing, even though sometimes we feel like we have to look pretty all the time with hair and makeup, sometimes that can be fun because oh, I, got yeah. my, I got my hair cut and everyone and every, people could tell. And sometimes I don't want to put on makeup, so I don't. But sometimes I do. And I get to look pretty and put on makeup. Thank you for saying that because I like getting ready. I do think yeah. it's fun. Um, what else is great about like being we get woman? to wear dresses and I don't know. Oh, we, we can multitask. We can multitask like a bitch. <laughs> Like a bitch, <laughs> like a bitch, and we can say that. Okay, we can say that. Um, I don't know. I also think we'd be really. Uh, I also think we'd be really good detectives because, like, sometimes if you think about like mm-hmm. how women, like, you know, you you see it in the negative light, like that girls find out shit, like where their men, the their boyfriends are cheating on them, but like. That's just good detective work. Yeah, as as yeah. Concerned. We analyze everything. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, also. We don't murder people. No, as we don't much. murder like, we people. We don't have as much crime. We're not as violent. That's yeah. just just for sure. And when you hear about something like a woman throwing a baby in a dumpster, you're like, wow, that's terrible, especially for a woman to do that mm. because it never happens or it doesn't happen very much. No, it's sometimes, some very rarely. Um, and I still think maybe that woman put the baby in the dumpster because she was getting abused by her husband. But probably. she also could be mentally ill. And um, yeah, it's better for the world that she's not around but um yeah um (laughs) boobs we have boobs yeah and boobs are awesome yeah and even gay guys like boobs so boobs are just cool um 
There's probably more. We usually smell better. Oh, we smell good. better. Yeah, we smell better. Yeah. That's actually a thing. Like, not even just like, like our, our smell just smells better. Like yeah. Our, our, like, natural smell. We're softer. Softer. Our skin feels, for the most part, better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we could go on and on. But there's Caregivers. We're intuitive. We give life. We create life oh. in our own bodies. Oh, hello. Big thing there. Yeah. Yeah. We create. And then, and then feed something. We, fe- we, we feed, naturally feed Naturally. It. We could. We're self-sustainable. That's. Yeah. That's amazing. The cool. mother, I mean, yeah, motherhood and and just suckling on that mm. nip. Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> things got weird. But you know what? That's okay because we're women and we can handle adversity. Do I think I we might have go- a higher pain what? tolerance too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That might be wrong. Um. So so yeah. So celebrate your your womanhood. Yay! And um, also celebrate your your manhood that supports womanhood. Yeah. And thanks for listening and keeping your like eyes and ears open as a man and like learning that's that's the best part it really is thanks all right uh listen up for am i an asshole for being single and we're live we are here (laughs) um okay great uh as we always say Super excited. That wasn't good. Try to do it. Super excited and happy Easter (laughs) and Passover. Oh, God. So many good ones in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but. um, We have a a very exciting topic. Um, Oh, you can do it again. Um, It's Am I an Asshole for Being Single? Single. (laughs) (laughs) I I think, I don't think anybody's commented on liking that, but I do it in a few episodes. And we'll consider this a comment and a like. Oh, one of our guests. Like, like maybe like a friend, you know, says like, oh. "Oh, that whistle thing you do is funny," but it's not like it's not like people are like, "She's got to do it again." Like, we love the whistle. It's like my <laughs> more, signature more, thing. More, like, more. you're the only buddy that likes it more. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I want a fan base for the. <laughs> My well, brother I mean, does that, so I, I also have, like, a kinship with that just, noise. It it's just great. makes me laugh. Like, it's in hilarious. TV shows and in... Okay, whatever. We've already talked about it. Um, we don't need to. But anyway, um, yeah, for, am I an asshole for being single? Yeah. Which is such a good topic. I just want to say... Sorry, before we... I just don't think we can move on if you don't tell her about your whistling skills. She also <laughs> is a really good whistler in general. Oh, Dude, yeah. come on. Come give on. us a little hint. Yeah. No, I haven't Dude, even can warmed you do, up. like, um, Beyonce's... Uh, <laughs> Do Halo. Like, single girls. Oh, single. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yes. All the single ladies. Just single ladies. Mm, God. I've oh, I shouldn't have done that to you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I not. wonder. It's not my best, but I wonder how it's picking. No, because. Oh. Oh, shit. I got some competition. <laughs> no, mine is just blowing. Mine just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, because usually you do some vibrato. You didn't do that for us. You put me on the spot. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. I mean, Blew good. up your spot. I'll, I'll do it another one after five hours of rehearsal Great. maybe maybe i don't know let's oh, do fuck. a show let's do a live show. we're not recording april fools <laughs> oh my god rosie's been doing april fools jokes all day are they always that fast <laughs> yeah they are there's like never Which... any time to th- even think about what it might have been <laughs> I do. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't sink in for the person at all. So they're just like, you could have milked it for no, even a yeah, couple I more seconds. She just feels guilty. I, I, she feels guilty right yeah. away. Aww. 
Bless. Oh, it's a thought that I counts. wanted to do one for Jen today, but I didn't. I was going to give her one a good good text. Maybe I'll get her later. Anyway, do do it at one in the morning. She'll think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, she loves when I text her uh, late at night. Um, <laughs> anyway, we didn't even introduce you, Jana. Jana Schmeeding. Jana Schmeeding. Hi, welcome. Hi, baby. Welcome. Oh yeah, we did it. You just jumped in and started talking about. It. That's what I like about you. That's yeah. She's that kind of. She's a go getter. <laughs> I get them. <laughs> Well, it probably it's it's probably because you're seasoned because you have your own podcast. That's yeah, true. I'm actually very used to this yeah. scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love it. I love every aspect of it. <laughs> I love talking into mics. I love listening to the talking that is happening in the mics. <laughs> Absolutely. I love talking to other women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got a full, just a full round of women yeah, here. We so. do. Yeah, we yeah, do. Do you yeah. walk around with headphones and a mic? I all wish. The time? Actually, oh sometimes God. you do. <laughs> when you do the live stuff for with, uh, I do in my live show. Yeah. I do in my live. Oh. Oh, yeah, well, well, no, you like do some, audi- some audience interaction bits. Well, you also fun. do on the street stuff, don't you? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Well, oh. I don't personally do the on the streets, but I film uh, part of the, the podcast that I do. I'm uh, trying to cultivate, like, video content. And, um, yeah, I send um, Babs and Maria Lopez, these so two women, women in comedy, uh, they're twins. I send them on the street to go ask people in different neighborhoods in Los Angeles about fat stuff. Yeah, because your podcast is wim- Women of Size. Correct. Woman of Size, yes. yes. It's one woman, just me. Just one. <laughs> just one. And I don't want to put that on anybody else. You, but you talk to women of size. I do. I talk to uh, I talk to women of size. I also talk to women uh, like in the margins. Okay. So I basically am, yeah, I'm trying to like um, – kind of uh, cultivate and publish the narratives, the unheard narratives of women um, living marginalized lives in in marginalized bodies. And uh, a lot of times that involves uh, sizeism and um, size-based mm-hmm. discrimination and, uh, and the intersections of that ism with other isms like racism mm-hmm. and sexism mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, ableism. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot. That's it's great. Amazing. Yeah. It's about women's bodies, basically. Yeah. And okay. it's funny because you're funny. It's always funny. It's always it's funny. because I'm funny and women are funny. Absolutely. Well, that's debatable. Not as funny as men, but <laughs> yeah. we're <laughs> getting there. True. Yeah, true. No, no but we it is. striving to be like men. Girl, no, obviously, jo- I can't even joke. I can't even it's joke so about hard. that. It's so hard. Because, like, you know there's one guy out there that's like, finally, they're saying what I want. And it's like, and I'm then he's joking. Like, oh, April Fool's. Yeah. yeah. They, oh, yeah. They you guys, back. That was even better than what I did. Um, okay. <laughs> so the topic is for being single, right? That's right. And so why do you feel like an asshole for being single? Mm-hmm. Well, I. it's hard because here's why I feel like an asshole about it. I wouldn't feel like an asshole about it. If being single in our context, in our paradigm, uh, if it wasn't seen as something so actively like anti-couple, you know, like Uh I don't think it is quite, I don't think the single experience, the single female experience is normalized enough for it to feel like something that's acceptable yet. Yes. I hope that we are moving in that direction. I would really like to not feel like I am like, uh, making the wrong choice because I'm actively choosing to be single. Right. It's not, I'm, I have lived many years of feeling like a victim of my singleness and so I just switched it up. And yeah. I was like, actually, I'm choosing it. Yeah. I choose to not suffer 
through dating right. or being with somebody who doesn't value me. And now I'm just going to like be single and like live my own life and like try to make myself happy and like do whatever the fuck I want to do. But like when you proclaim that, people are going to be like, but she really probably just wants to find a guy, you know, like yeah, people I, I do get that. a lot yeah. of responses like you just need to learn to love yourself. And then other people, will, you know, like there's a lot of fucking things that us that women have been sold, which is like you, basically the whole concept of being valueless in a like a heteronormative paradigm, being valueless without the male gaze. Right. You know, and I think that that has adversely affected my experience as a woman. Um, and I've, I've never actually been with a man. I've, I've had many partners, but I've never been with somebody who I felt like valued me. Mm-hmm. So, and you're interesting. heterosexual. So you Correct. wouldn't want to be with a woman. Correct. Yeah. I would, I he, love women. Are you going back again? Are you what, trying, to, yeah, trying to, experiment? I'm trying to see if she wants to, <laughs> I just, that's from our first fluid. episode. Yeah. Um, or no, <laughs> sexuality. Yeah. Right anyway. Um, yeah, I wish. I mean, I wish because I love the company of women. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And one thing that I, I think like I'm trying to do or I'm trying to embrace and like talk about a lot is that like the care that I feel like I would get from a partner, the intimate care, uh, because I think that partnership comes with the act of care you know like Mm -hmm. you feel secure you feel like somebody's gonna take care of you if you get sick Mm -hmm. you know financially we're gonna couple you know we're in this together Mm -hmm. we have a team and it makes things a lot more bearable um and I understand that and I I long for that care but I don't necessarily uh think that I'm not getting it from my friendships right like I wonder if the care that I'm already getting from my close friendships isn't what I'm seeking in Mm -hmm. a partnership that might otherwise abandon me or make me feel like shit. Right, right. I guess my only thing would be the friendship. Like, are you romantic with any of your friends? Like, do you have any, like, kind of fuck buddies or whatever? I wish, but no. Okay. I mean, I think uh, I've had a lot of issues in my time um, where I think because I'm, like, the funny fat friend (laughs) to Mm. men Mm. that they use me for friendship or they use me for... Um, camaraderie or for comedy. I don't, you know, there's many yeah. things that yeah. men have used me for th- throughout time that I've come to realize is like, oh, and then I will develop feelings for them and mm-hmm. be like, it seems like this is the natural progression of where right. we're going. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're like into each other and we're like gigging and vibing, but like, it will always end up with man chooses prettier hotter he has a plethora of choices right i am without now a friend or did you also always get the like you know what you're just you're the kind of woman that i'd bring home to mom but like but i'm not the kind of woman that you want to like date or like i don't know like i feel like they'd be like hey you maybe maybe later maybe i'll just catch you when we're in our 40s like i feel like (laughs) i I I I wish (laughs) no i don't even get that I I mean, yeah, I've heard I've heard that before. Yeah, like, oh man, you're such a great girl. (laughs) You know, yeah. Oh, great, but you don't want to fuck me and hold my hand, yeah, because there's somebody else probably out there that you maybe would have his arm candy. Is that maybe why? Yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, I don't know because I'm not a man, but I do live in a man's world, so I recognize that men have a lot more choice than women do, and men have a lot more. 
entitlement. I mean, yeah. I oh, hate yeah. to sound like an asshole, but no, that's the fucking about. reality. No, right? yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's true. It's a reality. It's reality. I mean, I, I get confused about guys who say things like, oh, I'm not really looking for a relationship. Or I'm not really looking for anything right now. And then like two weeks later, they're with oh, someone. I have and fucking like, happened to me. Yeah. I, oh, and, you know, you, of course you do take it personally. You're like, okay, well, you just didn't want it with me. But right. like, why right. did you just say that? Exactly. <laughs> Don't say, oh, I'm not looking for anything. And then you uh, you were, or was the woman just was her vagina that great or yeah, <laughs> what, like what, you know, what changed that's what you. I always don't know like I've had re- re- friendships with guys where it like you said it's like the natural progression would be like maybe we just start kissing yeah and maybe we start putting it in each other and you things. do the lean in and then oh yeah and then I do the lean in and then they're like I just like, I, and then they, I love they you take their much. hand and they press it against yeah, yeah, your mouth. <laughs> very hard they say get and then I say ow <laughs> um but I feel like then they say you know, you mean too much to me. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. I know. Bro, if it, if I meant so much to you, right. you would have told me from the jump. Yeah. Like, I value you as a friend. Let's do friend stuff. Right. And I, I never want to go there with you. Like, my thing is, like, I want, I, if I get into, here, here's what I will say. This is me choosing to be single is not to say that I will never find, I don't want romance in my life. Okay. I'm not, like, turning it off, you know? But what I'm trying to do is keep myself safe from the potential of that happening. Yeah. That's the only that's the only thing that ever happens to me. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I know what they say. People are always like, you got to be, of course, women get this <laughs> so much and not men. Yeah. Women are, they tell women like, be vulnerable. Like, <laughs> let your guard down. Like, just be, like, take some risks. And it's like, bro, every time I fucking do that, it, it ends up in heartache. Yeah. And I'm tired. Yeah. I, like, don't have space in my life right now to feel sad about a fucking man. Yeah. I don't. Also, in general, because I've, someone asked me that today, and I was like, God damn, are we really going to talk about this? And he was like, well, um, so are you dating anyone these days? I'm like, no, it's hard. It's like tiring. It's exhausting. Yeah. And it's also, it is unsafe. Yeah. It's not safe to yeah. do that. It's not necessarily dangerous physically, but it's emotionally dangerous to do it. And to, so to, to date? To date, it's oh, fucking yeah. a bummer, oh, man. Interesting. It's emotionally dangerous. To, I, I, it is. I, oh. I, that, that totally makes sense. I mean, it, it's it's actually dangerous, too, if you yeah. go over to a guy's house that you don't Very know. Very much. But it emo- can also but be emotionally, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because but you have to go through something every time where you go, okay, I'm going to let my guard down a little bit because I need to be able right. to be open to let them in. Right. But then you're like... You know, so you're you're open, but then you have to close it back up, and you have to be very aware of what's going on. And this is I'm talking about like serial dating, like you know, sure, going on, sure, on yeah. apps and which stuff I like have that. done. Oh yeah. yeah, and that's why I'm like, well, how do I meet people? Well, I want to meet somebody, but I don't want to go through the fucking process of yeah. doing it online because it just takes. It's I mean, yeah. I appreciate where it, what it does. I, I think here's what my here's where I'm at with that. It's kind of it's very easy to tell a woman to be vulnerable, to take risks, and the second you tell a man to do that same thing, it's like, oh, no. Right. (laughs) You know, or there's only a certain kind of woman that I would let, like, do that with. And for that reason, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm going to keep the guard up. And if there is a man who really values me and sees me and hears me and is like, 
damn, I want to like really get to know this woman, mm-hmm. then he will climb the wall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he will climb it. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with I that. I mean, but what you're saying is you're happier being single than constantly trying yes. to like, yeah. Well, and I, I, I don't understand the be vulnerable thing. I get it, but I don't feel that way. I mean, I, I am in a, monog- a monogamous relationship, but like, I feel like when I was single, I was guarded. Like I was, because yeah. I was, I was dating in New York City. Like yeah. I was like, I'm fucking. Who are are you crazy? It's a fucking are you yeah? Are you out there, man? Exa- oh. It really is. So like, I don't know. I I guess I get the be vulnerable thing. Like you gotta. I don't know, but I never was because to yeah. me, like you said, it is a risk, and like you don't know who you're fucking with. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of women get in these relationships with assholes or dickheads because they were so open and their heart was so warm yeah and now they're like 50 years into a marriage and miserable yeah I mean most of the exactly like most of the women that I see in my life who have happy marriages and happy relationships and and whose husbands I love dearly you know they're part of the fam like they're one of us it's these are women that I see who have dated a lot of people and long-term relationships like they're experienced in the act of doing relationships yeah mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I've ever been included in that thing whether it's because of my weird body <laughs> or my weird you know I mean it could very well be I think that there's like some some kind of like value assessment that goes along with women's beauty where it's like like long-term relationships even short-term relationships like I've just never gotten them I have never been in a relationship like in my 33 years of being alive I've never been in a relationship and you didn't you have a boyfriend in college no I mean I had like a fuck buddy for a long time and then like we we talked about being like boyfriend and girlfriend we were together for like a week and then he met somebody else and then immediately was in like a seven-year relationship with her I always get the shit out of the stick that's crazy like I mean but then people always say it's a numbers game and you're like, well, sure. I don't want to fucking go through all that. How come some people get it in two tries? How come some people, why do some other people have to do 40 tries? Yeah. Well, that that was something that came to my mind before we bring Jen in, which we will soon. Um, I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't think you're, I don't think you're an asshole if you're happy being single or if you want to be single. I sometimes think the people in the dating game are assholes. Like yeah. whether it's men or women, sometimes oh, I just yeah. feel like whether I just from what I hear, like whether it's on dating websites or, you know, um, obviously I'm partial to women. I I identify more with their struggle. And like I, 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 I don't know. I just men sometimes are confusing to me. I don't understand how like they can be on dating sites and like just fuck or a bunch of yeah. people randomly. It's a different uh, thing. You know, and I, I try <laughs> I try not to judge it. I no. try to be like, hey, you got a you got a dick and it's gotta get wet. I yeah. don't know. But like we have sex drives too and I feel like we oh. you know, we wanna have sex too, but it's just like I don't know, you don't wanna like fuck around a bunch of strangers that you don't even like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like that that what you're talking about is the risky part about it is that the the very gentle power dynamic between a person who is entitled who has lived their life with the understanding that you can have your pick of the litter and if she turns you down you are allowed to be mad about it and right. to take it out on her right and us as the lower end of the power stick we are thirsting right for that appreciation and affection from that person so a lot of our value has been determined since we were kids you know a lot like everything is telling us disney's telling everything is telling us like you better struggle to get that man and lock Mm -hmm. it down you know right and i think that 
when we start to unfold the like onion layers of toxic masculinity and misogyny, we're mm-hmm. starting to see like, oh, like the marriage, uh, like the the monogamy or the, I don't even think, there's nothing wrong with any of it, including right. singleness. Right. It doesn't even have to be monogamy. I think yeah, just a respectable exactly. relationship, if you choose to open it up, if you choose to do yeah. something, you know what I mean? Like, But just the respect and care and love for another human, I don't understand why our dating culture is so off with that. It's and so, so mean. It's mean. And sometimes yeah. I'll talk to, like, I had a couple European friends, and they, um, in one friend in particular from France, and she is just, she was just telling me how weird the dating culture is in America like how Mm. you you have to have that conversation with like whether you're monogamous or not and she's like that doesn't like she's like I'm not used to that like usually you go on a few dates you start seeing one another you kind of you kind of know if you like one another Mm -hmm. you don't have to have this big talk uh are we boyfriend girlfriend you know sometimes you do but usually define it right but usually it naturally progresses to into that and they're not around like they're not fucking other people and like nick and i when we first started dating like we had to have that talk like he he was like are you seeing anyone like am i like am i allowed like are we and i was just like oh this part sucks but i guess we should clear it up yeah Yeah. You know, I know. It's not very romantic, but it's not. Yeah, but I, I just hard. think our culture is weird. Like, why don't we appreciate people? Why don't we value people? Why don't we give it a fair go and like not, you know, judge on on looks and judge on. Dude, I don't know. And then like, I just bought a t- plane ticket to France, by the way, um, while you guys are talking. <laughs> um, but um, nice. no. And then then we like Woody Allen also tells us that like doesn't matter what you look like guys you can get anyone you can get the hottest girl right. like guys can have you any. can be a Diane fucking Keaton. scummy ass dork <laughs> but with no fucking talent yeah. and yeah. no game no and, and just you can get, snag literally. a beautiful like the epitome of women which in our culture is tall white and thin yeah Speaking of tall, white, and thin, <laughs> we've Let's got our bring our gallon. <laughs> yeah, if you watch any Judd Apatow anything, that's the yep. message they give. Yeah, but yeah, so we have we have some serious questions for Jen today because this one's hef- like this one's heavy, kind of like it's it's a little you know. I mean, I think y- we're all funny about it, but like sometimes it's just like what the fuck. Yeah, it's loaded with sociology yes. and the history yes. of of fucking patriarchy. Yeah. Hi, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, go ahead. So I'm, I'm, I am white. <laughs> and fucking model. Just, I mean, she's sitting there literally in lingerie. If you've seen Heidi Klum, you've seen our therapist, Jen. <laughs> Same. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway. I just, okay, I always question, like, okay, so I think I have, like, commitment issues, and maybe that's me. Maybe that's my excuse for why I don't have a boyfriend. But. I don't know. Like, I, first of all, what the fuck is up with our society? I mean, I don't know if this is a question for you, but like, why do we feel like we have to be monogamous? Ooh. Well, yeah, this is a really, it's a big topic. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of emotion going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that's a huge question and I don't think anybody really knows the answer. Um but I do think if we think about the function of monogamy, we can probably try to understand a little bit about what it does for us. And we usually, cause we usually do things that work in some capacity. Um, I think some of the things that 
I've read that over the years that have resonated with me is, um, I mean, we're a culture where I think at one point, and I'm talking historically, we probably realized that having two parents, for example, or two figures for a child, two, two, um, guardians or two, whatever you want to call it, um, for children is probably the most adaptive way. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that might be one reason to pair up. Um, but I think kind of along those lines is just the social function of it. So I think that we, we are creatures that, I mean, we're social, we want to bond. We usually want to bond pretty closely with, you know, one person or a couple people. And that's, I mean, that's hardwired from birth. We bond. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually it's interesting because a lot of times the patterns that we've had when we bond with our primary caregivers from birth is we replicate those patterns later in life. That's how we learn how to attach to romantic partners and friends later in life. Um, so I think that it's pretty, it it feels good to us when we have somebody there. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, I think it, it, it satisfies a lot of our emotional need of like dependability and, and you know, things like that. Um, so I think that's a function of monogamy. I don't know if that's the reason why, but those are a couple of reasons I think maybe. And like, makes me think like sex too. Like, I mean, if someone was just to be celibate their whole life, like how, mm-hmm. how do nuns deal with this? You know, like how, how do you like not, if, if I decided to be single for the rest, I mean, I guess I could masturbate. They marry fine. God. They marry God. They God. marry a non-existent <laughs> entity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do they, are they in love with God? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't Unless think, they yeah. like jerked off to God and yeah. got the oxytocin right. like pumped into the brain. Which, I mean, that's, <laughs> by the way, happy Easter again. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> no, God. but I mean, okay, because my question would be too, like, is like the romantic part of a relationship? Because yeah, like we can all be buds and I like love my buds, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to shove my fingers you inside can. you. Um, <laughs> I wish. Uh, but but I'm, not, I'm not going to give you that romantic <laughs> no, feeling. Even if you shoved it Unfortunately. in right now, it won't, I still won't get the romance. But I would appreciate it. Okay. Um, I wouldn't know what I was doing. No, but, but I feel like that. And, and then I don't know if my brain is going like, you should, f- like, I'm curious what it would be like to have a monogamous relationship. So that's why I want to find it. Or is it because I really want to find it? Because mm-hmm. that's why I feel like when I'm, yeah. I mean, I think, I think. So there's a type of OCD called relationship OCD. Cool. <laughs> and that Ooh, type of OCD is going to yeah. constantly make you question whether or not why you're in a relationship, if your love is deep enough, if you're passionate enough. It's going to question all the time. Great. <laughs> so that's probably so, on that's probably this relationship gal's answer. OCD. <laughs> so are we diagnosing oh, someone in the room? We, we have <laughs> Yeah, we yeah we can stop talking about me now. Um, no, every time we talk about something, no, when I go that <laughs> has to do with OCD. I I do think a lot of those worries are. Con- I mean, you know, it's it's natural to wonder if you're with the right person. It's natural to wonder if yeah. you know this person feels the same way about you, right? Um, and I also think you know I was listening earlier, and I I you know uh, probably won't be popular in saying this, but I think it's worth understanding that when we talk about society and gender roles, right? Um, women, there's a lot that women are told and that women are taught. And yes, it has an impact on us. And I don't, 
I don't believe our society does a good job of teaching men how to be emotionally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So I think when you slam those two together, Mm -hmm. plus the change, you know, the empowerment, the, the changes that we have in our dating culture and our society, I mean, you know, 40, 50 plus years ago, it wasn't okay for people to just be having casual sex. That wasn't okay. Um, So a lot has changed with regards to sexual empowerment Mm. for women. And that's going to, that's going to create a a shift in all in, in the total dynamic. And so men, I, I, you know, vulnerability is required on both sides. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of the things that are lacking in commitment and lacking in, you know, having sex with someone without emotional attachment doesn't really require emotional vulnerability. So yes, it's, it is easier for some people. And I think if we're talking about gender roles in society, men to have a one night stand and not have that emotional vulnerability, Right. And so, but then as women, we, we're kind of having a, we're kind of navigating a different path and it feels like, well, why is he doing this and that? It's because he does, he might not know how. He, d- yeah. I've had this conversation earlier with, um, with my aunt. I interviewed my, my aunt who's a 57 year old woman, uh, for the podcast and she is a single woman and she lives with a roommate and she has for like the last 25 years. She's mm. like just a single woman, like, and uh what we were discussing was very similar in that like I was like I feel like every time I experience a breakup or my friends experience a breakup with a man the expectation is that I or the woman is going to do a lot of self-work quote unquote yeah I'm gonna go deep back inside of myself I'm gonna think about what I did I'm gonna process that relationship I'm gonna process you internalize it internalizing it I'm trying to like you know read this self-help book do this yoga figure (laughs) out what the fuck you how you blew it and then and and that is being asked of me by like that's the theme of the breakup right and then when I think about what men are expected to do when they separate from a partnership a lot of times it's just replacing me with another woman's right. body, you right. know, just getting over it so with sex or something. How did you learn to internalize that? Learn to internalize the relationship? That you need to do self-help work. I don't think, I think it's kind of like just the, 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 I personally think that it is the research that is available that, um, or like the the literature yeah. or like you know Magazines. when when I break up with a guy I'm like I need to find out how to not be sad right you know or like so I'm gonna go to a lot of therapy or like I'm gonna do a lot of the stuff to like just not be bummed out you know um and I do so think go ahead could it could it be an into- intolerance and I don't mean that in a judgmental way but just a literal like um like a distress tolerance of dealing with the sadness and feelings of hurt and rejection, because that is ultimately what happens when we're told by somebody, no, nope, you know? And, and so I'm trying to understand like, what even, where did you, where did you learn this? Like even before reading and stuff, like, cause you know, what do you, where do you think the messages are coming from in society or to you? 
I think they're coming from like Oprah and like women's magazines and like, you know, women's Mm -hmm. literature. I think it's like very common to just like look around and be like, oh, like we are meant to we are meant to internalize like we are meant to process. And Mm -hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, like I just wish that it was equal. I wish that that was happening for both parties. I I wish men were encouraged to release themselves of this toxic masculinity and, and like this, do some work if this is also from mm-hmm. from magazines and oprah but like i know that i tend to just be like how can i fix this like in as a person mm-hmm. like so i'll be like okay did that wrong how do i do it better next time like just as yeah. a human yeah i want to be good yeah i want to be good at it i, I mean that does it. make sense why you would yeah it look look at it like something that you did if you yeah if you feel like I, I don't know like yeah you messed something up or you didn't go in for the kiss or you did go in for the kiss or yeah, I you kind of just like, go what did I do okay yeah. mark it and, yeah and I'm suggesting like as women right and, and it could be there could be gender differences why what if we could sit with just well you know I'm not perfect or well that that yeah. didn't work out you know like, yeah. like learning to sit with that Totally. Instead of thinking I've got to fix something, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the path that I'm on. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I think that's what yeah. you're. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would love that if we can just be like, it wasn't a match. Yeah, great. Moving on. And and you're saying, and I I agree with you, but like I'm trying to help. I I think as you know, if if all women are listening, I think they're probably nodding their head and saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I totally get you. I I understand. Men don't necessarily process that the way so I think what I'm what I'm trying to do is to help actually delineate some of the things that we go through life seeing and picking up on that men don't because it's tough to appreciate it when you don't you don't pick up on it you're not getting those messages Um, so that's why I'm asking sure yeah I uh I have a conversation uh often with my female friends about um how much we wish the guys in our lives would go to therapy oh, God, and like yeah. believe in the value of therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've done it for a long time to dismantle just some of the, to like retrain my thinking to mm-hmm. be able to investigate some of the shit that I think we all go through. Yeah. And you do um, like men do have that same emotional baggage. I think we're told yeah. as women that we're always crazy and we're really emotional and we're the ones that bring all these feelings into things. Yeah. And it's I think that's a message our society gives us totally. through entertainment, through one another. Um so, you know, and then with the guy, it's always like, oh, you got to break up. You go in a strip joint with me tonight. I mean, yeah. obviously no one that we hang out with does that, but like that's what Well, they're definitely know. having a hard time talking about deep issues with each other. Yeah. At the very least, I don't know. I don't have very many male friends in my lives who I know are sitting down with their bros and being like, bro. Yeah. I, well, and that's, I, you know, that's not modeled for them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, what you're saying is modeled for us, um, but it's not modeled for them. And I work with a lot of men who just don't know where to go with totally with the emotion, with the intense emotion, because there's fear of being, you know, emasculated there's fear of just not maybe not even fear just maybe simply not knowing how to express it I mean you take uh depression for example um the way that it can manifest in women and men can look very very different Mm -hmm. and for a long time we thought that you know 
it, it you know even the diagnostic criteria right was a certain way and and we've started learning that aggression and irritability which is a traditionally male characteristic is actually a can actually be a symptom of depression hmm. so once you add those into there you're capturing a larger for mm -hmm. sure a larger population and then able to treat for depression, right? But we have to start to recognize the way that people, um, you know, display emotion and, and just that that's a okay. gender differentiation piece. Yeah. Um, I, on, on that note, um, I mean, not to be too personal, but my, uh, husband now, and I had a lot of issues in the beginning because he was a serial short-term dater. Mm. And I actually was more, I, I did have longer term things, but not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a serial monogamous. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about like the having sex and nothing else. Um, and he was doing that a lot. And like, he had to really do like some fucking soul searching. Yeah. And luckily he wanted to do that, but like he had, you can rewire your brain. Yeah. And I don't think he realized that he had so much anxiety. And Jen, that's what, I mean, it wasn't depression, but he has a lot of anxiety. Totally. And I think that manifested in like yeah. his kind of, I don't know, weird dating cycles and like not getting close to people and just, you know, fucking a lot of girls and not having any attachment. And then it made it when he did care about somebody, it was really hard for him to adjust. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I don't, I think that that's another thing that's kind of ripe in our culture right now, especially with like porn and things. I mean, not, you know, we've already talked about porn and not that it's bad, but like just this idea of a woman just being a body that you yeah. fuck and not something that you love and want to take care of and that n and nurture and want to, I don't know, work on. Yeah. Like want her to live a full life with mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's just so, in in so fascinating to me because kind of my my feeling about being single right now has to do with that that understanding that I've done a lot of work I've done a lot of work yeah like, like on your on, on yourself. myself like mm -hmm. I've fucking gone to therapy I've I'm like you know I, I just like I, I do a lot of work and I, I I feel I feel great about it and I like it I mm -hmm. like knowing about myself I yeah. like understanding myself um and I'm kind of just waiting for the gentleman Wherever he may be. <laughs> He's listening. Who is, I hope he is, <laughs> who is similarly invested in himself yeah. to be my partner. And I, I just, I, my, I feel like, you know, exercising singleness is also me just being patient mm -hmm. with allowing somebody who has done a similar amount or, you know, the heavy self-lifting that mm -hmm. I feel like I have been doing for a long time now. I'm ready for somebody to also, like, kind of meet me halfway. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, I just don't have the capacity to be able to, like, provide that for my partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 So, sorry, go ahead. No, I have a couple of questions for Jen, so but you go, you go and then I'll. Okay. My question was, so we're talking about when, when, when guys and girls, like, if... We're, we're attracted to each other. We're friends or whatever. We're at that point. And then we were talking about before, we're like, we get in and we're like, I think that we're ready to move forward with this and maybe start being romantic. And then the guy's like, no, I like you. Like, I want to, you yeah. know, just, yeah, I, I, you, I, I care about you too you much. I don't want to lose you as a friend. I don't want to lose you as a friend. Yeah. Your friend zone. Like, I mean, what is it with their brains <laughs> that makes them be like, 
even though we we talk about everything that's great and wonderful and you're like i mean are they just maybe they're just not attracted to me i guess i don't know what my actual question is i guess why does that happen to me a lot they'll be physical with you so what though doesn't that mean they're attracted to you yeah you know right or they'll be like you're beautiful um i mean i don't know right is the short answer you didn't talk to them (laughs) uh, you want to get them on honestly Um, (laughs) we can we can dig around a little bit um no i mean but i think i understand your question so it's like how is it that in relationships guys and gals gals and gals guys and guys why is it that you can walk up to a line and then it yeah stop um I think it it is situation specific. I think that probably a lot of it has to do with where people are in their levels of commitment and commitment means different things for different people. Um, I think that commitment can be a scary word and for some people and commitment can be a really nice word for other people um, and, and secure word for people. Um, But I also think that there are different types of attraction too, and there's different types of, of interaction and, and there are different types of love too. You know, I think that Mm. every time we think about intimacy and I I think you all were kind of touching on this earlier, Jana, when you were talking about kind of the, what you get back from friends who are not romantic partners, Mm -hmm. that's all, that's all intimacy and forms of, of intimacy that are not sexual. And so we overlook that a lot because we, we hear intimacy and it's almost synonymous in our culture for sex. Um, Mm. So I say all of that to say that there may be other pieces of emotional intimacy that are being fulfilled. And so there is an attraction, there is a love, there is a, you know, Mm. sense of closeness and bond. And, and for whatever reason, that sexual intimacy, that sexual piece isn't there for that person is missing for one of the people. And that doesn't mean that sexual things and encounters can't happen, Mm. but it could mean that that level of intimacy, that that one vein of intimacy isn't, isn't, isn't gelling for whatever reason. And I think that no matter who it is, no matter who you are, male, female, whatever, I think that, you know, if we, if we dip into that sexual intimacy, right. And it, and it doesn't work out. We have a choice as to whether or not we keep dipping back in there. Um, and so, you know, but I think that that can muddy things. And I do think there's gender diff like responses that differ based on gender when you dip into that as well. Yeah. And I, but I just feel yeah. like it always happens to me. So I'm like, is there something wrong it's hard not to think. Is there something wrong with me? Maybe that's a feminine thing to do. <laughs> no, well, I think I think you're you're internalizing it, right? And right. I think there's probably a healthy level of that. And I guess my response would be, there's something in that pattern that's not working, right? Like there's something in that attachment pattern for you that's not working. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know what it is, sure. but you know, you're trying to attach in one way, and for whatever reason those potential partners are not attaching in the same way. And that really takes a lot of examination as far as, you know, how these patterns play out and, you know, where these patterns came from. But 
the short answer I think is that you're in you're in an interpersonal pattern with rom- with potential romantic partners and it's so- something's not connecting or right. working. Right. And that's probably doing the same thing over and over again, which whatever the definition of crazy is, you know, like yeah. doing well, the same yeah. thing and you expecting learned, different insanity. Yeah. You learned that somewhere. Yeah. Um, you learned how to attach to people somewhere. Mm-hmm. And probably at one time in your life it was working. Right. So, you know, it's it's not a it's not unreasonable that you you know, yeah, you're trying out this pattern where we as people sometimes fall short is is recognizing when those patterns are no longer helpful. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a question for you, Jen. Um, on that note, not placing the blame on society and, well, all men in general. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Like, if, Go ahead. if it, you know, do other factors come into play? For example, big cities are notorious for... My lips just touched the microphone. Ew. <laughs> it was really gross. <laughs> and I'm not talking about my facial lips, if you Whoa. know what I'm saying. Oh, hey, yes. they, really, they really just gulped it down. <laughs> I, <laughs> and, you She's know, got two mics. One's always on her vagina one's in case. always just <laughs> gently kissing the mic. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah like in big cities it's it's hard to date so like is there you know like small town guys girls like they kind of you know they m- maybe are looking for someone more or they haven't been in that horrible dating world of of people that are you know career driven and like not focus like having a family is not the only thing that they want you know do, oh, does yeah. that come into play a little bit and second part two to the question are men and women looking for different things on the regular? Like, or is there just emotional maturity that happens and men are just later to mature? And so they're like, I feel like there's so many guys in big cities that are like 50 and they're like, yeah, I'm just living the bachelor life. And it's like, you're yeah. 50 years old. Well, yeah. Jackie, I'll answer it. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's. No. Yeah, you can't use April Fool's Rosie for a bad it. joke. Nobody was fooled. Nailed it, didn't Nobody I? Nobody was no. fooled. Nailed it. Next. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry, Jackie. Next. <laughs> First question was, are there differences in dating with big cities and small cities? Is that yeah? Is it is it true that it's probably harder to date in a big city? I mean, I think I would think that there are certain challenges that go along with it. I think that you know, um, inherently, when there's more people, there's more of a selection, and I think there's also a a perceived selection. So, oh, like the scarcity sort of mentality, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but I are mean, you talking in- about dating, or are you talking about partnering, like coupling? I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about more committed relationships. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, because so, I think it's probably easier to date, like go on a lot of dates sure. right. in a big city. There's just so many fucking people. Yeah, you right. just go with any old first Tinder swipe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it get be <laughs> yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it probably is related because if you've got a lot of potential out there, perceived potential, it's going to be harder to settle because you're always going to kind of have this what if, what if. I think it probably lends itself more to that type of worry and thinking. Mm -hmm. Like Um, restaurants. We have more restaurants here. Nope. (laughs) April Fool's. April Fool's. Same. <laughs> you mean like yeah. a lot of options? Yeah. yeah options. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of options. Like a lot more tacos. Yeah, yeah like <clears throat> you've got Mexican food. You've got 
Yeah. Let's get into more racial stereotypes. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably similar. I mean, you know, if somebody told you you had to go to one restaurant for the rest of your life, mm. it'd probably be easier to do that if you had five restaurants to choose from right. as opposed to 500. And I think also there can be, I mean, we know that there's differences in mentality with regards to just, you know, culture of, of city urban life versus the culture of a more rural or suburban, maybe more rural life. Right. Um, and a lot of that has to do with values. So it could, you know, in smaller areas, values tend to be, you know, that maybe it's not as acceptable to be having casual sexual relationships with people. Whereas in a city, there's that anonymity and maybe just not the value f- yeah. on you know, so I think all of that comes into play. And I think, I mean, there's so much more that could probably be broken down to answer that, but in, sh- you know, kind of long point long is that, yeah, there are a lot of differences um, between the two that would make it different, a different experience. Yeah. That makes me think too, that like, that some women who are in a smaller town culture where, the, where the culture is, you got to get married are just like, and I'm saying women because I'm a woman and yay women, but like that they're married because they're like, I fucking had to. And then they did it and they're not happy. And like, was, that makes me so sad. Yeah. No. Yeah. Those yeah. like suburban housewives that are, you know, alcoholics. <laughs> well, I have, a, I grew up, did you guys grow up in small towns not mm-hmm. or bigger towns? Bigger, yeah. Relatively small. I, I grew up in like a pretty small town and most of my friends who stayed in the area or stayed at least in like the local vicinity uh, got married mm-hmm. and uh, are living happy marriages, you know, mm-hmm. like that's like yeah, they're not all miserable marriages. Right, totally. yeah, yeah. Like, this is their choice. Like yeah. we have the burden of choice, which is like a delightful burden to have. Sure, you know, yeah. we can choose whichever kind of lifestyle we want. And I, I would say that most of the women who left and went off to pursue what have you are struggling but in a different way and and struggling with the balance that you're describing, mm-hmm. you know, like struggling with like, how do I fit it all in? Mm-hmm. Or what do I want more career or relationship? And can I have both? Or, you know, like, right. like yeah. these bigger like existential questions. Um, yeah. The, I think the struggle is just different. I bet if I stayed in, in my small town, like, and I still was having difficulty finding a mate, I would be so fucking bummed out because mm. not only would I be struggling being single, I wouldn't have anything to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You'd be bored. I'd be bored. Well, uh, yeah. And I think I'm, I'm, I heard at the beginning kind of for you, Jana, that and I think for others that being ch- kind of that choice to be single is also serving as a protective. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a protection, right? For sure. And so, but because of where you are and because of your experiences in where you are, that's probably a necessary thing for you to have. Whereas if you're in a place where you know most people, most people know everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, there may be an element of, of, I'm not saying you would, you would be partnered. You may still choose to be single, but I wonder if it would have the protect as much of the protective function. Totally agree. Like I wonder if I would have stayed 
I don't know why I would have ever stayed. Like, literally, I couldn't wait to leave <laughs> yeah, like, right. my entire time. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sure I would have gotten married. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Like, that seems like the normal, that seems like the normalized thing to do. That's like the progression. I, mm. I also think people play more games in big cities uh, in a way. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've learned to be guarded oh, yeah. because I was like, mm-hmm. wait, I thought we were dating and you're having sex yeah. with four of the other waitresses. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I have to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you kind of, it's learned behavior. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm such an idiot for thinking you actually liked me. Yeah. Silly me. But then you got Bubba from Lakeland, Florida, who's like, I love you and only you. Yeah. You know? Do you have his number? Yeah, he probably would. Oh. And he that's, that's how farmers.com came about. We're all, we're all looking for that small town yes. hunk who's just going to be like, baby, you're my life and also this farm is. Yeah. And he's not going to provide and much, but that's also, fine. It doesn't look like that. And no. that's not how it's going to go I down. Know. <laughs> Even though he built the house, you might still not want to be with him. No. Yeah. What was your second question? I don't remember. Something about men being in their 50s. Oh, maturity, maturity gap. Oh, yeah. Maturity gap, something. I guess. Because you, you touched on it, Jen, oh. with like uh, emotional vulnerability. Um, but I wasn't sure if maturity like emotional maturity had to do with with anything yeah is that a is that a real thing the the female male like maturity gender gap like the brain development mm. <laughs> is that a thing makes sense to me but yeah there are elements of it that are true girls tend to you know i mean we also tend to go through puberty a little earlier too so i think there's both brain changes but there's also when you go through puberty and when you start developing you start learning about things quicker or like when you all of a sudden have breasts you start having men look at you so you have to learn about that really fast yeah right um so struggle i'm still waiting for i was born with (laughs) double d's so (laughs) she came out Uh, just boobs the title of my blog (laughs) and yeah it was a fucking awful yeah that's what i hear about every big breasted woman when it's not great yeah it uh, yeah yeah. i don't know judy bloom done wrong like she did not know what the (laughs) fuck she was talking about i know that we were trying to get big boobs like i mean she has like you know writes children's literature in like the 70s 80s 60s ramona quimby oh yeah i love ramona it's me margaret where the girls are like like trying to like pump their boobs up oh yeah and, like learning about the creams and the shit that'll make their boobs yeah, bigger. that's right wanting yeah. yeah bigger boobs um oh okay another thing that i wanted to say jen um was you were talking about women being more sexually free and how that's freeing for for dating and in a lot of ways but also i feel like it's empowering to be financially free and i think you know like we can make yes. our own fucking money now yes. and like we we're getting those higher paying jobs we don't need <clears throat> We don't need don't rely on a dude you, anymore. Yeah. And I think that probably plays into, you know, a lot of, I don't know if you're more traditional or old school and you feel like the man's got to bring home the dough. You might stay in your hometown and cook, and cl- which is fine. Sometimes it works for you. But when you're in bigger cities, you are more career oriented. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That wasn't really a question, but Jen? <laughs> <laughs> Can you siphon uh, through that? <laughs> yeah, I think the point... I take away from that is that there are many ways in which the gender roles are changing Mm -hmm. in favor of female, like women being able to be more independent. And with that comes a lot of, you know, we don't, we don't know. We're still in that change, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Oh yeah. You know, we're and so our generation, I mean, we are kind of the, 
really the first generation, or I should maybe speak for myself because you all might be a little younger, but, yeah, you know, like our moms, you know, had it different than we had it, have it in mm-hmm. the workplace, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, we're still progressing forward. It's, it's been a relatively small snapshot in history. And so we're still learning. And so the whole dynamic is changing. And with that comes a lot of really awesome stuff and a lot of awesome movements. And, you know, so I think the Me Too momentum and movement is going to further change another dynamic with women. And again, this I'm not saying stop and don't move forward. I'm saying we need to keep moving forward and we're going to have to continually figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's messy. Yeah. It is very messy. And with that too is going to be men are going to have to learn too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We need, them. we need them to learn. We need them yes. as allies. We yes, need yes. them. And so we need to teach them. We need to help them. We need to show them. And we are not going to be able to do that unless we have our shit together. Because you're right, we we are not, uh, you know, we are now getting the message. You don't have. It's not necessarily you. <laughs> like, yeah, it, you don't have to internalize everything that went wrong. Mm-hmm. But we've got to learn how not to do that. We've got to learn how to be comfortable with that and show what that looks like to other women. Yeah, and, and show what that looks like to men, so that they can understand. You right. know. Yeah, we are all a result of what we have learned and we learn through, I mean, we start learning from the moment we're born and that sounds cheesy, but it's true. And so you don't wake up as a 30 something year old and then just understand how something different works. Right. For either gender. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been going through the, um, like this process a lot because my podcast is about bodies and I'm interviewing so many women with different bodies and experiences in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have personally also been kind of learning to unlearn the things that I've been taught to internalize about my body, Mm -hmm. you know, and my Mm -hmm. value and my personhood. And it's Mm -hmm. so, uh, it's so helpful to be able to like look around at other people, women, um, and men and gender non-binary people, anybody. And to also, and to just say, you know what? This is our paradigm. This is what we have been taught. Mm. And for that reason, like I cannot if if I don't love myself every day or if like I'm not buying into the self-love fucking guru bullshit that I'm being sold. <laughs> right. It's okay. Like it's yeah. okay because the world was set up for me. It's a no-win situation for us right now. Yeah. So in order to come to terms with that, like I have to be able to kind of instead of internalizing a lot of the things that I've been going through, I'm learning how to like intellectualize them. Like learn. Yeah. Like learn learn about all these different factors that are, mm-hmm. you know, playing into this reality and in order to unlearn it, you know, mm-hmm. I had, I was talking to this guy at a bar the other day and he legit said to me, it's just easier to date dumb girls. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, he's going to do really well here. Yeah. <laughs> in LA. <laughs> and then, I, but then that makes me like internalize and, but like, I mean, that fuck that guy. Right. Nobody wants to go anywhere near him in this room. Yeah, that's true. So go ahead and date the bimbos and leave the quality guys for us. <laughs> I Jesus. Think, yeah. I just that's to me also like here's my thinking about that shit is that is a to me I see that as a 
a, a, a an entitlement, a result of privilege. You know, it's like, oh, I like the uncomplicated ones. Uh, I like the yeah. ones who aren't going to challenge me or whatever. Low like, ego. Or, I mean, big yeah. ego, rather. See, that I see that as protective. Them. I hear that and I hear protection. They're they're protecting themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because if he's with a smart girl, oh, it's gonna he be feels threatened in some way. I mean, he feels worried in some way, and he's even acknowledging that. Yeah, he feels in some way. I mean, I don't know what his criteria for smart versus not is. I mean, I, I don't that's know. That's true. I mean, but I'm right. just saying. Yeah. To me, that's when people. I don't know. I, I hear I hear protect people are protective of themselves. Yeah. yeah, they say things like that. Yeah, for a reason. Yeah. Or and yeah. To 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 um devil's advocate, I do know a girl. She's dating a relatively good-looking guy, boxer rocks of a guy, and they're together. They've been together a long time. Maybe she doesn't think he's a boxer rocks. <laughs> I certainly do. But <laughs> yeah. um Maybe you know. Yeah, but- maybe it works for them. She's very smart. Maybe she just needs someone to you know build the house. <laughs> I don't know how Jen, if feel. you know about this, but in, as a teacher, as an educator, I was taught about like multiple intelligences and that there are mm. different kinds of intelligences and and I've seen it in my students because I taught students with disabilities, learning disabilities and emotional disturbances, mm. and I believe that like. You know, some people just aren't intellects. Mm-hmm. They're right. just, but they may be funny and fun and light. And, you know, like that is a thing that, mm-hmm. yeah. that intelligence to be able to like communicate with people or to like just be a fun person to be around and to like calm the group, to soothe the room or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, like there are different like uh, communications yeah. and intelligences that mm-hmm. work for different people. And I can't. I I don't necessarily yeah. know if I would be good with another like heavy brain. No, in that's the really very point. true. Yeah. And that that's like that yin and yang, or like the the rock right. and air kind of thing. Like that's a good that's a good point. And not because I always think that that women who are quote unquote like dumb are hiding behind a smart woman, but maybe they're not. And they're not also not dumb if they don't mm. have like all these. They like, may be hiding behind a hot body, but. Yeah, because I'm just worried that they're like hiding behind a hot body, and they're like, "I'm just gonna stay in here because I, because I don't want to ruin like the facade that I've put up. Like, I don't want to be too much." Because that's what yeah. someone one time told me: "Don't freak guys out. You're too much." And oh, I, I like, get I got told that by a psychic who was talking to my dead grandmother, <laughs> and my dead grandmother came through through a psychic and said, <laughs> "She said you need to be more demure and smiley and a comment. You need to be more vulnerable." <laughs> she was basically giving me the whole spiel. My dead grandma. <laughs> oh my god, grandma. Or the, like or I the... can't. I couldn't. Fake it if I fucking try. Yeah. Like, or the quote unquote I psychic. I mean, yeah. I mean, is she just giving her well, own She's been right about everything else. Though, yeah. So shit. <laughs> was that was that like something your grandma would say? I don't know. I guess I didn't really know her well enough. I didn't get. She right. died before I was, uh, before I was like a teenager. So <laughs> yeah. Wait, but this psychic has been right. Other. Yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh bless. Well, <laughs> frankly, I find it, and I'm not just being cheesy, super empowering that you guys are both single women and hey. very happy, very gorgeous, very smart. And I think it's an example to other women to be like, look, I'm happy. I'm thriving on my own. Like, no, I'm not banishing love, but like, I'm just doing my fucking thing right now. Yeah, that feels good to hear. And also, it you know, when I hear that from other women, it helps me to appreciate 
like I went through a long phase in my life and I don't know how, if you've experienced this or you Jackie either um Rosie or Jackie either of you you can't <laughs> or see Jen. who I'm poke or Jen not me um, <laughs> yeah Jen's perfect uh, born perfect <laughs> Heidi Klum I went through a whole phase in my early early 30s where I thought I was going mm. I felt like I was going through another adolescence and mm. I was really just like horny I was horny but I was also oh. single as fuck and I wrote a whole solo show about it that I was like so bummed out that I was like I'm so single and I don't understand why like I have it all right but I can't fucking snag a man and uh, I, I felt inadequate and it made it hard for me to appreciate my coupled friends. Mm. It made me feel as if their care for me as a friend or affection for me as a friend was a scarce resource and that once they were going to lock it in and be married, that that would go away for me. Yeah. I was genuinely afraid of that and I was I was at being asked to be in all of their weddings and it was a bummer. <laughs> Yeah. It was rough. Sorry, yeah. Rosie. No, hey, no, no. It's fine. But, but I think that like the more that I'm embracing my own singleness and coming to terms with it, it is lightened my ability and my freedom to also appreciate the coupled life. Too. Yeah. Like I'm okay with it. I don't feel jealous, or resentful, you know? And yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, I hear it really works when you just lead with like, I've got it all. I'm everything. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. got I'm it the all. the best thing you could like possibly that, I mean, I think that is a good lead, <laughs> oh, lead with that. Lead with that. Absolutely. It's so Woman. far worked magic. <laughs> Wonders. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, are you an asshole? Obviously not. And I, I really like what you just said, Jana, like that, that you're able to respect everything sort of more when you can kind of be okay with where you're at yes like yeah because if you're if you're single and you're just trying to do something else and you're constantly not okay with yourself yeah or just like the act of exercising choice i don't know there's something yeah. about not being a victim of my circumstance and being able to say like actually i choose to be single yeah i think there's a concept in psychology where it's about ex- acceptance and you know when we accept like we we can't always we can't control everything and we have to accept the things that we can't really control. Um, and there's something really freeing and empowering about thinking that maybe things are the way that they are right now because that's exactly the way that they are intended to be. Everything that has led up to where we are now is that way because that is that's what's supposed to be right now and just accepting that. And that in that acceptance is where change can happen. That wow. is what they taught me in the cult. I'm not kidding. Oh, well, be careful, but same thing. You you landmark. You're landmark she's certified. Landmark. This whole time she's yeah, she's in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> the therapist is actually in a cult. Yeah. I oh, sorry. Love it. We're you're in. I'm <laughs> now in? pay us six hundred dollars. You wanted to be in a cult. Your cult told you that something like that. This is a good cult. I mean, Which, that's accept, what AA tells you to. That we're as well. brainwashing you. No, <laughs> accepting the thing that you just said. So I I lost it because I was thinking about the cult. <laughs> <laughs> but did I just send you back into like a trance? Oh my God, a little bit. Did you her see call? her eyes? <laughs> I yep. thought I might have lost you for a minute. I got my I wallet out and I just wanted to call him. Yeah, she wanted number. to pay you too. And yeah. I was like, put it away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Venmo. You can Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, listeners, you don't know, but Jen li- makes us pay her thousands just thousands, thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but well, through Venmo. <laughs> but okay, that acceptance. Only through Venmo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I wish it was singles in an envelope, but <laughs> uh, well, anyway, sorry, you're sponsored by Venmo. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> well, just the uh, commitment. I mean, I don't know. It does kind of make sense, though. It's like that's your fate right now. So that's what I don't yeah. know. Like roll with it. Yeah, and because we know that the more we res- the more we resist things, sometimes the more powerful they become. Oh, and so yeah. it's the ability to just say, okay, you know what? I don't have to like it. I don't have to want it. I don't have to want this forever. But in this moment, this is how it is. And it kind of lets you like when you're pushing against that brick wall and your head is down and you're pushing, 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 Mm -hmm. sometimes accepting where you are allows you to like pick your head up and I don't know, maybe, maybe you can walk around the wall or maybe you have a way of getting around it that you hadn't seen because you're just so intent on pushing in this one way. Um, it can make things actually a lot harder than they need to be. Yes. So it's very hard to do. Um, I love women. God, I, I know. I love talking to fucking women <laughs> because know. we're so intuitive about this shit. I know. When you're an actual yeah. Yeah. And I also love therapist. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I have some advice too. And I, I, oh. I don't want to, you know, like, I'm not the therapist <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> but I would say to Rosie, go into your trance again. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Um, I would say too, um, in the meantime, because I think um, orgasms and sexual oh. satisfaction are very important. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you haven't already invested in a solid dildo, and I have possibly, a rabbit. Great. Oh, and possibly a shower head. And I hope dad's not listening. I'm sorry. But yeah. like a shower head or something. Just get those things flowing because. Oh, yeah. We I, do, we I, do I, have our diddles that we need done. And oh, I think yes. I think oh, not, I not talking about that <laughs> is a little annoying. It's like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. You can be celibate and just be have oh, friends yeah. and I, love I, yourself. I want to make sure that I'm very clear that my uh, <laughs> uh, my singleness does not mean asexuality. I still very much do the diddles. Oh, I say. <laughs> I mean, good, you know, we got it. We yeah. got to get it. I yeah. say one orgasm a day is that's a lot. That's a tall order sometimes. But I did it last <laughs> night after like a 15 hour shoot. Good I was so you. tired and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to jerk off to cap <laughs> off this amazingly productive day. Oh, you deserve like it. like a damn baby. Dude, that is what I'm saying. You deserve it. Fucking love masturbating. Okay. <laughs> Dad, Aww. don't listen to this. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, happy Easter again. Oh, and uh, thanks, Jen. Oh, Easter. oh. Jen, you're amazing. Um, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget you. If you're listening on on the the day we release this, there's a show for you to go on Saturday. Jenna. Yes. Uh, So my podcast woman of size, which you can listen to at womanofsize.com or on iTunes or, or Google play. Um, I do a, uh, a, uh, live show a live comedy show every two months that i host and i invite women of size and color to be participants in and do their comedy um and this month it is uh on saturday night april 7th at 8 p.m at the lyric hyperion tickets are ten dollars i swear to god it's worth it it's worth it it is it is <laughs> i got it worth all it. no it's a great venue and it's a great show um last time i was there i got a little shout out yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, it's always, Everyone... it's always friends. It's such a great, it's such a welcoming audience. I love it. It's so hey. inclusive. No, it's and so then... it's so empowering and so funny. It's such a great. Yeah, I'm going. And yes. then Women of Size is the podcast. If you want to check, Women it out. of Size is the podcast. Woman. Woman. Yeah, I yeah, just, just subscribed me. in this moment. You did. Yes! Yes, One more yes, thing. Yes, yes, thank yes, you. Yes, um, thanks, Jen. I'm. I'm, I'm, it's a DIY situation. So like, I will take any subscribers, ratings, reviews, because I am like flying solo here. But I think it's really important also that like women are talking to each other and we're just like 
putting our narrative out there, centering our voices, and then also laughing about yeah. our experiences. Like that's fucking awesome. It's fun. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank You're you. Thanks amazing. For having me. Yes, this we was love. Awesome. This was so fun. Thank you, Jen. Thank thanks, you, Jen. Jen. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jenna. I Yay. learned a lot. Oops. All right. All right. We're going to all go twiddle on our diddle now. <laughs> Jackie's just going to put her. Wow. Well, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Fingers Nick's in my. Sick. Yeah. Oh, in your. <laughs> when I said that, Cut I was that like, out. April Cut Fools. It out. April, Fools. <laughs> April Fools. <laughs> April Fools, everyone. All, all right. right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Am I an Asshole? The one about being an asshole for being single. No, you're not. You're not an asshole for no, being single. Great. Thank you, Jenna Schmeeting. You are an amazing woman. Uh, follow her at Woman of Size Podcast. Listen to her podcast. Subscribe to her podcast. Like it. Go to her live show if you can. It is so good. She is so good. Um, she's yes. really doing a lot. Yes. Thank you, Jen, our resident therapist, mm-hmm. as usual, for bringing your expertise to the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you, listeners. Keep liking us, subscribing to us on iTunes. Give us a shout out. Yeah, and if you if you like us, or I mean, not like us, I mean, if you give us a rating, we'll give you a shout out on our podcast, and maybe we'll figure out some kind of like a reward you can have. I don't know. Just yeah. give us a rating. Someday we'll figure out a reward. Love you. Bye. Bye.